At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Paul Ihander along with Instagram Hill here next up. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. At the NFL Combine yesterday, a little bit of news was uh, being made uh, by the quarterbacks, certainly, and the quarterbacks were a little, uh, much of the discussion points yesterday when it came to the Carolina Panthers. We'll get to that in a hot second. But it was uh, notified to everybody, at least through sources, not totally confirmed, but it feels like this is going to happen, that the weekend's quarterback throwing will not involve the consensus top three quarterbacks in the upcoming NFL draft, Caleb Williams of USC, Drake May at Carolina, and Jaden Daniels of LSU. They have all decided, reports say, that they're going to only throw at their pro days, which means in Chapel Hill here in a couple of months, it'll get a little bit, actually not even a couple of months, probably next couple month. Couple weeks. Oh, yeah. 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 Next couple month. Weeks. Yeah. Will, uh, Drake May will be throwing at the pro day and put a shine on some of the seniors that he threw balls to, handed off to, and whatnot to get them a little, to get them a little bit more looks. Whether that's intentional to, you know, because by all accounts, Drake's a good dude. So to help out fellow seniors who are looking to raise their draft stock, why not throw some slants to them as opposed to the uh, randos at the NFL Combine? Also at the Combine yesterday, Dave Canales, brand new head coach, only been on the job a month. Announced January 25th he got the gig. Uh, talked with the media. And a lot of the questioning was about what to do with Bryce Young, who this team and this franchise is going to get committed to. He talked about having a detailed plan for Bryce. Between Will Harriger and I, and of course uh, Brad Idzik, you know, but Will Harriger's our quarterback's coach, comes to us from the Dallas Cowboys, um, and he and I have just been sitting down and we're just kind of mapping out, you know, just a really detailed report. I take it back to Brian Schottenheimer when he came to Seattle and he launched me on a project. He said one of the things he did for Andrew Luck, for Philip Rivers, for Drew Brees, is before he had a chance to meet with them the first time, he had a detailed plan about how to improve the things necessary to play quarterback at a high level. And he showed me the report. He showed me the cut-ups that kind of went with it all. And then he challenged me. He said, you will earn another level of respect with Russell by approaching it from a detailed standpoint. So we're really working on that. Uh, So detail, that's the one word I want you to take out of that, that uh, 20 seconds that you heard from Canales. He talks about detail to where he had detail with Russ Wilson. He had detail with Geno Smith in Seattle to where Geno earned a big contract and is now turning into a bridge quarterback with Seattle three years after picking up that contract. Baker Mayfield getting going to go cash another one in, another guy that he worked with last year in Tampa. We all saw the resurgence of Baker Mayfield. Panthers fans probably not liking that, but it, it's it's what happened, and he talks about detail. He talks about getting Bryce that opportunity to tailor make that offense around Bryce Young. One of the things that stuck out to me was an article by The Athletic. Joe Person uh, traveled to Indianapolis for the combine. He talked about how there was a clock, and it'll be – really about how quickly Bryce Young can get rid of the ball to the detail to where he wants it 0.2 seconds faster, where he worked with Baker Mayfield and called Baker out on it saying, dude, it's too slow. you got to move this faster because to move it faster allows 
again, this is that domino effect of details. The domino effect of details to where they're able to tell Iki Aquanu and Taylor Lewan on the tackles to go, guys, focus on your fundamentals. If we get this ball out just a shade quicker, you won't have to make hero plays. You won't have to grab the edge rusher or get called for holding, which as any sort of football fan, especially Panthers fans know, you just want to tear your hair out if you have any left on top of your head. You see the detail that's built into Canales to where he's got an 85-year-old senior offensive assistant who's going to be click who's going to be held on a stopwatch going, "Here it is. We're going to time you how quickly you can get rid of the ball. We're going to time you how quickly you make decisions. You get certain decisions on certain routes." Now, to Young's to, to not blaming Young on last year of what happened. He didn't have the horses, Insta. He did not have the guys on the edges, the the guys who could make the extra plays, where he definitely had to take the extra point two. And that's the point two that they're going to have to work with. Maybe that's that should be the, the, the motto of the Panthers this year, point two. Because with that point two back, it changes what your offense looks like. It doesn't look like you're trying to improvise the plays, it looks like you're actually running an actual play. Yeah, it sounds like we can anticipate a lot of slant routes this all, this upcoming season in the offense. But seriously, when you look at last year what Bryce Young did, averaging just 179.8 passing yards per game with 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, if you look below the surface and beyond that bot score, it was very easy to see that the quarterback's lack of reliable support and cast was the primary culprit for those results. And I think Dave Canales is doing a good job of Given this team their respective pieces, as you mentioned, he's going to have uh, an assistant there with a stopwatch to really focus on Bryce Jones' release time. And then another big thing that I'm liking is that how he even talked about this yesterday at the Combine, Dave Canales is just going to have Everett really focus on the defensive corner so that way Everett can focus on just coaching this team. It's not going to, It sounds like Canales wants to kind of keep his hands off a lot of you know different positions and different skilled players so that he can just focus on commanding this team to success well first year head coach clearly but you know you can there's something in the back of his in his ear clearly because he worked he worked with some high profile coaches there's no doubt about it most specifically Pete Carroll Pete Carroll's he's there there's that there's a small voice I guarantee you in Canales's ear that is Pete Carroll saying hey this is what we did this is how we challenged guys this is how we approached guys this is how we built team this is how we built identity as a team and Dan Morgan talked yesterday, and, and, and again, we talked, uh, the tease into this was they spoke about Bryce Young and they said things about the team, but did they actually say anything? I mean, Dan Morgan said, yeah, we got to make an offensive line a priority. Well, okay. You know, we need dogs on this team. Yep, we do. We need to get better across in all facets. Yes, what I think a lot of people wanted to hear, to be frank, was what are you doing with Brian Burns? Yes. Like, what are you doing with Frankie Louvre? What are you doing with the key? I mean, it, it, what's the decision on J.C. Horn? What are those decisions going to look like? Because that's going to that's going to create some of that identity of your team. That's going to be, again, there's some salary cap issues that have to be worked out. But those are the things when we talk about identity of this team and trying to establish what they actually are. Because 2-15, and 15, I know what the identity is at 2-15. and 15. We suck. We lost 15 games. And at the end of the season, we weren't we were barely in those games. We get, we we let the team that this that our new coach worked for get into the playoffs by letting them score nine points. You gotta erase that 
There's a bad taste. Mouthwash isn't going to be in it. It's going to live on the field. The detail. Dominoes and details. Point two. We can, we can establish that right now. Point two. Fear in the logo. Fear something. Certainly not the season ticket prices. Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRAL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or on YouTube. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Graham Hill with three things you need to know right now from 999 The Fan. The number 10 Duke Blue Devils return to action tonight as they welcome the Louisville Cardinals to Karen Endor Stadium. Tip-off just shortly after 7 p.m. And you can hear that game on 620 a.m. Buzz Sports Radio or 99.9 FM HD2 with pregame coverage beginning at 530. The NFL scouting combine continues in Indianapolis through Sunday as Carolina Panthers' new general manager Dan Morgan and head coach Dave Canales continue building their blueprint for success for the franchise ahead of this year's draft. Coach K and Roy Williams' rivals reunited a one-hour special featuring coaching legends. Coach K and Roy Williams sitting down together for an extensive conversation for the first time since coaching careers began over 40 years ago will debut tonight at 9 p.m. on the ACC Network. Find these stories and more on WRLSportsFan.com. Next up, we play in the sandbox. Last night's games, I rolled over onto my uh, rolled over in my bed after I turned my tablet off because I was watching college hoops. It was 11:16 p.m. Getting up for this show, I mean, I'm up early because I'm already dissecting, trying to grab highlights and doing some reading. But I was like, I'm just telling y'all. And there was a buzzer beater overnight, so there was last night in the Cleveland Dallas games. Max Struess hit a. Everyone's saying, "Oh, it was a 59 foot half court shot to win it." Okay. So Cleveland beat Dallas 121 to 119 half-court shot. Everyone was jazzed about it and whatnot. But just before 1 o'clock this morning out west, Nevada playing Colorado State. Nevada looking for its 23rd win of the season. This is Mountain West Conference. Colorado State also trying to get into the tournament. I believe they had 22 wins. Kid hit a three-quarters court shot to win it at the buzzer on the road. And I'm like, that was just before 1 a.m. Now, I found that one at 5 a.m. this morning. But I'm just saying. We stay up so you don't have to. So hang with us. Hang with us all day. Uh, so breaking news for you in the last 15 minutes. Uh, just getting word. Uh, the Washington uh, football stadium where the commanders play, the naming rights deal has ended with FedEx. So they're no longer to be playing at FedEx Field. It has been 24 years since uh, the Washington football team iteration 
uh, played there. They ended the naming rights deal two years early. And this was yesterday. They just announced that they were going to do a bunch of upgrades. The team did. They were going to do $75 million in upgrades doing like a VIP club and getting the elevators to work and stuff. So FedEx Field no longer in uh, Washington, the vernacular of Washington. It'll be something else next year. I don't know. Just find someone who wants to pay, I guess. Is this important of them moving to Alexandria in the near future, you think? Well, that's they were paying $7.5 million for the naming rights every year, which I believe is kind of a bargain. But, you know, I seeing your name on TV, I guess, just isn't that important anymore, at least on the side of a building. Not like the commanders were delivering anything anyway. But And why need to see it on TV when you can just see it on TikTok or other forms of social media? There's that. So the first two five-star recruits have been signed in Cornhole. Uh, two guys from Denver, Denver, of course, got scholarships to Winthrop University in the fine city of Rock Hill, South Carolina. So... Just down the uh, just down the 85. Previous home to DJ Burns, which, by the way, the last time DJ Burns went scoreless in his college basketball career was when he was still playing at Winthrop in 2021. Well, Winthrop is going to be a cornhole school now. Yeah, they're they're going full cornhole in the Big South. Uh, the cornhole coach and former pro player Dusty Thompson said he went out and recruited these two guys. Uh, they're they can still get NIL uh, because they have partial scholarships. But they were, he he called they're 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 five star guys. They're like elite cornhole players. So much they play for the Colorado Timber, that play professionally in the American Cornhole League, so the ACL. Wait a second, so back up real quick. Okay, they are at, they are able to get an nil deal. They can get nil. Cornhole? They can get nil deals with bag bag sponsorships. They could get like cornhole bag sponsorships sales incentives and whatnot uh, because it's not sanctioned by the NCAA, but they were recruited there on scholarship. If I'm these two guys, I'm immediately going to Green Giant. You Green think? Giant corn. There you I mean, that, that, that's, that's just what pops in my head when I hear that. So recruiting rankings in cornhole, there's where we're at. You can go to Winthrop, just saying. And they got two guys from Denver. So, I mean, maybe there's a little chip on your shoulder now. Because I see a lot of people play bags. I mean, I guess if you called it bags, like, hey, dude, I got my bags scholarship, that might mean more to a few people. But we all know what cornhole is. It's and not Denver of all places. Denver, Denver, Colorado, man. Denver, Colorado. Charlotte Hornets, uh, new ownership, continuing to spend money. They are going to build a new practice facility and help renovate the, the Spectrum Center in Charlotte in the next several years. The practice facility, word came out, the city is going to give them $30 million to build this new practice facility. The new owners of the Hornets, uh, Gabe Plotkin, Rick Schnall, those are the two names. You won't remember them in a couple of minutes. <laughs> but those two guys, uh, since selling, since buying the team from MJ, are dumping a ton of money in this team. Now, they stripped it down clearly for parts because they went full draft pick mode here. And Mitch Kupchak is sliding into an advisory role as they look for a new GM, VP of basketball ops. But they're going to they're gonna chip in. Pay more money for new practice facility. Whatever that means for the Hornets franchise or Hornets fans, probably a good thing that new ownership's investing some money into it. It's not quite Dan Balmer, L.A. Clippers. I'm going to build a billion dollar arena with a giant wall and and you know more bathrooms than there are people. <laughs> but it's probably a probably a a, a good uh, a good thing that ownership is willing to spend and invest 
not just into the team, but the team facilities and the area around it? Yeah, it looks like the uptown parking lot across the street from the Spectrum Center is the proposed site for the team's new practice facility. Um, so you're going to lose some parking spaces. That just means you might have to take the Charlotte Transit or the, the, rail, the rail line, as it's called, to get to games. Uh, but it seems pretty cool, and it, as you mentioned, it looks like that this shows that the new owners are not afraid to spend a little bit of money after it's just been less than a year since Michael Jordan sold his majority stake in the Hornets. Keep spending. If you got the cash, you're a you're a billionaire NBA ownership or ownership group or whatever it is. Keep spending. You that it's one excuse that fans and we here in the sports media won't be able to throw back at you. Well, they didn't dump enough resources into it. No, you the, you, you make that argument moot very quickly. If you build it. They will come. Well, you hope so anyway. They tried in Winnipeg where Gary Bettman had to go up there yesterday and say, you know, you guys are viable. It would help if he sold some more season tickets, but you're all good here. Uh, finally, uh, I mentioned last week how much it was uh, costing to get into NC State women's games at one point during when they were ranked in the top five. I believe some courtside seats were going for like 170 bucks. Iowa, as you all know, the Caitlin Clark effect here. Uh, her senior night is coming up against Ohio State. It's a top 10 matchup, which helps. She could also break the NCAA scoring record. She needs 51 points in the last two games. So the season finale apparently is now the highest priced ticket for any women's college basketball or WNBA game in history. Right now to get in, this is all resale, by the way. You can't even do anything. Prices right now topping at $3,800. The average ticket's 577 Through the resale markets, the lowest price right now is through SeatGeek at $287. $287 for one ticket. I don't even know where that is. That could be that could be upper. <laughs> that could be that could be four hundred level. You could that, have a column in front of you. Uh, right, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it could be anything. And it's like 300 from StubHub. Ticketmaster's got 480. Not this is for non-GA tickets. So those are general admission tickets. Get in, 491 dollars, highest in women's college basketball history. That's crazy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.